Let's get ready to. Welcome to Let's Talk Balls. Jordan Cuddy Buckets. Sports? Cat the Closer. I see something and I have to get to the. I have to get to the bottom of it. Hello, everyone. This is Papa. Golf is a very easy sport to map through. That, you know, Man United or the Yankees, Liverpool are easily the Red Sox and or the Celtics. Might we say we had a ball? Good sports. Welcome to our podcast. We're so happy to have you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> you, you and Adrian are like one of our 10 listeners and we're so appreciative. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we really enjoy it. Like even when we're on road trips. Exactly. We, we press play and, and we love listening. It's so fun. It is fun. No, we appreciate you coming on. We wanted to talk to you because we're one, we want to talk to strong women. And we also wanted to cover things that we're not super knowledgeable about. Mm-hmm. So we're, I don't even know what to call you, Sid. Oh. You know? I guess the best definition for what I do is an on-camera fitness professional. Okay. Fair enough. And like, I, I also think slash fitness artist. I was, yeah, I was going to say like you make up your own stuff all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. And you all, didn't you also create like a dance based fitness? I did. So are we recording? We're recording, oh, yeah. but like, you know, we're oh, yeah. going to get okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It was like, um, I did, I created a, um, I created my own program called flight and this launched, I want to say it's been eight and a half years ago now, oh my gosh. wild to even think about, but essentially I, uh, flight is a yoga dance based workout, but it also encompasses cardio and sculpting because I think dance sometimes scares people, but uh, but it's not scary. It's like very dance easy. equals rhythm, and yes. if you don't have it, you can't do it. But everyone can dance. Like if you hear a beat and your shoulders start to shake, you're like, yes, yes, yeah. this is it. So it's all based around. Um, I was going to music festivals, and I had gone to EDC, which is the Electric Daisy Carnival. Very, uh, it's EDM music-based, right? House, techno, uh, you name it. But but obviously electronic dance music-based. And I went to this festival and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I was in my 20s. I was having the time of my life. I should also mention totally sober, like did yes. this, you know, like when yes, it, that is an important note that is an yeah. important for ADC. <laughs> yes, because it's rare there, but not completely. Um, I just went in and I, the music was playing and was coming. You walk into the stadium at the top and there you see all of the lights and the tents and there's so much energy and excitement and then you walk in and it's warm and fuzzy and wonderful. Uh, that was a great it's, use of alliteration. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> except for the fuzzy part. Um, but uh, I just really enjoyed the community. And I said to myself, there's something here. And so I went, when I got back in town from Vegas, I started pen to paper writing out an idea of what 
a class would look like that felt like a music festival. And it began there. And then I launched flight in dance clubs in downtown LA at exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So it all started in, in dance clubs. I was like, let's use space that's not being utilized. Um, which I soon learned was a very expensive venture. (laughs) But the, you know, but that's where it launched and where it started. And I worked with all different sorts of DJs and really focused in on the music because I'm a music lover. And uh, that's what inspires my, my movement. And so launched there. And since then it's taken so many different roads and avenues, but it took off in South Korea and I have, right. yeah, there's, I mean, it's so interesting what's happened and there's about 250 instructors that are trained in South Korea in my program and, um, and then have taught it all throughout the States and oh Canada. Okay, so, so you're, so this is kind of getting down to your background. Like, yeah. were you on the path to be an on-camera fitness professional when you discovered maybe I can create my own program or... Did this kind of propel you into that direction? Yeah, I want to know the background of the journey. Like, yeah, what, I know. Before this- EDC, like before that, like yeah. what led you there? Like your story a bit more. So to answer the on-camera aspect of it, I had already started on camera. Okay. And I was working my first on-camera fitness job was with Bob Harper from The Biggest Loser. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we shared the same agent. Okay. And he was running because I feel like he was one of the first fitness entrepreneurs to really run his digital studio. Interesting. Yeah, before it really boomed. Like a YouTube more- channel? Would you say like a YouTube channel? Yeah, it wasn't a YouTube channel. It was like a private membership. So monthly subscription. And he had a set that was built out at the production studio. And he went in multiple times weekly to shoot uh, for his membership. And I believe I initially did that. And then from that, was hired to be in his yoga DVDs. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> Oh my gosh, the DVDs. Catch your girl in a Bob Harper yoga DVD. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Must well, no, because I, I had his like, some he had DVDs with Jillian Michaels too and they did like different, I remember like they had a step up situation and this was more yeah. like maybe strength and cardio yeah. than yoga, but yeah. And that's actually mainly what he did. I mean, there was a lot of CrossFit elements, mm. tons of functional training. A lot of it was high intensity. And then he also um, had a big passion for yoga, taught yoga. And it was, yeah, that was, it was such a big deal. I remember that was a really kind of pivotal moment in my life. And then from that, I, yeah, so I had shot that and I was like, this is great. I love, I love being on camera from a fitness standpoint, but I was background interacting with the, the trainer and the host. And I had been teaching at this point for 
a couple of years, but I had been teaching dance since I was 12 years old. Oh, wow. Good I've been that. teaching most of teaching my life. Teaching dance? <clears throat> teaching what, dance. What so type had, of dance? I was teaching the kids. So it was like <sighs> the, the, te- the little kiddos, about three to four years old. So I we have a job them. for you. We have two kids. I <laughs> <laughs> love Listen, this. I I've taught fifty kids at a time. Oh, oh yeah, you gotta yeah. like wrangle the troops. Oh yeah, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely do. Yeah, but it's funny. I I love dance and I loved performing in dance, but I didn't love teaching dance. Mm. I love teaching fitness. That's I so fell in love with it. When I went through my first training, I had like chills covering my body. I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, you know, that's so funny you, know. you say that because when I was thinking of like when I w- would introduce you, yeah, it come you you're so inspirational. Aww. It well, just I mean, yeah. I, I've I would obviously know you, but like you are. Yes, you're a fitness instructor, but I think like you're an encourager, you're an advocate, you're inspiration. And so I can see that connection with dance being entertainment and fitness being, I'm going to help you, client, make a difference in your life, feel good. Even if it's just for this 30 minutes that we're together, you could set a tone for how they just literally go through life. And we know what a mindset will do just in anything you experience throughout the day. If yeah. you start with that mindset or look forward to having that mindset later on. So that's really interesting that you say that. Cause I feel I can see how that translates to just your personality. Oh, I really believe that I love, I love helping people. I, I am so passionate about it. And I, you know, I always taught in person prior to the digital side of it all. And to see students walk in and being embarrassed, just their own feelings. It's feelings. It's emotions. It's feeling like, right? right? And it's embarrassed. Oh, I've never done this before. Nervous. Totally. Um, You know, feeling uh, very uncomfortable in their body. Uh, All of these things that feel very scary when you walk into any sort of gym, group fitness experience, totally. you always think like, oh my God, everybody's going to stare at me or look at me. They're not. They're so, everyone's so focused. Everybody's on- in the same mindset, right? Like, so they're yes. probably not. Do you think going, do you think COVID has helped because it's propelled everybody to go a little bit digital? Or do you think now there's missing that whole community aspect and almost accountability, like group accountability? So there's a couple of ways to look at it. I think that it's gone both ways in a lot of, um, if you're, if you're analyzing it. So some people, they took this opportunity because they finally had time. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, I have more time and I'm home. I don't have to, some people have to drive two hours to work or take the bus and all the, there's so many layers to what, all of this is. So I think it went both ways, just as life goes both ways all the time. And um, I think it definitely, the digital aspects, you know, I'm an exclusive trainer with FitOn. FitOn has an incredible community of 
of students from all over the world. And this has unified us even more. And I feel like definitely brought everybody together in a deeper, more fulfilling way from a digital standpoint. And then I think for some people, I mean, I really believe in both sides of it. I think, you know, it's hard to drive to a studio and carve out time. You're a parent, you, there's hurdles that are happening in life, work, there are probably all sorts of things being thrown your way all the time. And so it can be very difficult to prioritize your own self half most of the time for many people. So I think the digital aspect is beautiful in that way. Hit start, go. Right. Free app. Okay, go. I can do this. Nutrition information. Okay, I, I can do this. It's all feasible. I think that those that were in person and you I think there's nothing like in-person connection. So there's an accountability standpoint in person. There's a diff, there's an energy in person that you can feel it digitally in many ways, but in person, it's like when you're listening to a song on Spotify, as opposed to listening to that artist sing, you know, at the Hollywood bowl and you're like, Oh, covered in chills, living your best life. Like it's, it's, Different, right? I mean, I just imagine like the end of a 30 second set of anything. And when you're by yourself and nobody's watching, do you push it? Or when everybody's there, do you push it? Exactly. So there's that part too. Like, I get it both. Like, I think it's what's amazing is it's given people options that can fit into their life. Yes. So it doesn't, there's no excuse realistically to not move your body in any capacity. That's the other thing I love about you is like a lot of people travel. You've given yeah. so many different ways of, you don't need a lot of space. Nope. You don't need instruments nope. or um, accessories. Nope. Like you can figure Equipment. out ways to move. I've seen some great behind the scenes of you and Adrian traveling <laughs> and stuff on the platforms of train rides. And yeah. like, it it's such a, it, has he rubbed off on you in any, I mean, or have you rubbed off on him in any capacity? Great question. <laughs> My husband. We hope so. <laughs> does not really love working out. So. Okay. Sydney, I'd put myself in that camp. I would, okay. I'm going to self-select there. And okay. I wanted to bring this up because I was an athlete, like competitive athlete for a long time. And then yes. when I stopped being an athlete, I like quit exercise of all forms. <laughs> Like, this is not for me. Jordan knows I'll like wake up one day and be like, I'm going to go for a run and I'll like run for 20 minutes or whatever. And she's always like, okay, good. Awesome. But my knees don't support that. Like I don't have the kneecaps for that. Um, but I like trick myself (laughs) into thinking I can. Um, and so I'll go through like fits and starts. Like we have Mm. a Peloton. Yeah. I haven't ridden it in a while. Sometimes yeah. I'll do like the core or the like strength. boxing stuff and the strength stuff. Cause I like that. I don't like how that feels um, when I do that, yeah. uh, but, and how my body like looks after I invest in strength training. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I self-select into the, like, I don't like exercise. It's really hard to motivate myself to do anything. Well, let's talk about that because I feel like that that's a very common trait for most people. The reality is, is mo- it doesn't come naturally to everybody. It just doesn't. Just like, it, right? Like 
I personally love it. I crave it. I live for it. I have to get up and move because I am a much better human being for moving. Like, right? Like, I'm the same way. Like, so it's like I am a much kinder human for moving. I feel better. I can then dedicate time to others and give back in the way that I know and love because that is such a meaningful part of my life. Mm-hmm. But in order to show up to the best ability as I am as a trainer, I have I have to move first. Yourself. Okay, so, yeah, I want to there's a ton I want to unpack there because yeah. I'm with you. I will literally tell Catherine like I'm going to be mean unless I go for a run. Yeah. That's <laughs> the truth. Because totally I wanna, so I want to talk about two things. One, yeah. mental health and physical health. How connected do you feel that they are? And then there's another thing I wanted to ask you, and I'll remember it. Well, okay, perfect. They're, they're hand in hand. I actually just had a beautiful message um, on Instagram that just came through. And it's this lovely student of mine who shared their before and after. And I don't necessarily believe in before and afters. I don't think it's like, oh, look at at this and this. And and they weren't sharing it with me because of the body standpoint. They messaged and just said, hey, thank you so much. And yes, it's a quite a massive physical transformation. But more importantly, my mental transformation has been far beyond what I ever could have imagined. Like Sid, do you just so like curl up in a ball and cry when you receive those comments? Yeah, like, I do. I get teary-eyed. It's, it's those moments where messages of, I've been battling cancer, I got through it, and your workouts have helped me through it. I met one of my fit-on students who worked at a restaurant that I had gone to in Toronto. And she was like, Sydney? I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> That's She's so like, cool. You, I, I did, I've done your workouts and. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. get through cancer and I'm in remission now in person. Yeah. You're like, like you're, I can just see you crumbling at that moment. Oh, and like just. Hugging and holding and like your <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I I am so honored to be a little piece of that. In there was light in your life in a time where you couldn't see it personally, but yeah. you found my movement and it and it helped you no matter what it is and joyful. There's so many joyful moments and the consistency of movement and, and creating really quick back to cat. I would say when it comes to movement for you, I always just say you have to create achievable goals. You can't be like, all right, next month, I'm going to do this and this and this five days a week and turn on. But if if it's not possible now, (laughs) it's not going to be possible to create habits. But 
Number one, you shouldn't run. If your knees aren't hanging, you should be doing nothing. That's they are good. hanging. They're hanging down at their <laughs> ankles. Hanging down to the ankles. Horrible. <laughs> no, but but with but with with joints and knees and you name it, low impact is amazing. And it doesn't mean that it's not result driven. It's just yeah. as much result driven. It's just one foot is on the ground at all times. No running, no jumping. There are very, I don't like the word modifications. It doesn't Music feel right to me. I like the word variations. Mm, there are nice. variations. Accessibility. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're doing a jumping jack with both feet out or if you're doing a jumping jack tapping one foot out at a time. You're still totally. doing it. Yes. Here's. You're moving. You're moving. And if you stop moving, then it's for the longevity of your body. To me, that's like, if you have the ability to move, you must move. I love you that. Must. You must yeah. move. That is going on a post-it. I was going to say. <laughs> She's going to write it down. You have the ability to move. You yeah. must move. If you stop moving, that's only like for all the years to come of like what you want to be able to do. How like, at, you know, when you're you know, 50 and 60 and 70 and 80, you know, hopefully willing. We, we're, you know, that's what we're able to live to. We want to be able to move in all the ways and feel good yeah. mentally. I mean, and no, no. Like, I love that. Like we all, we talk a lot about, you know, wanting to be physically capable when we're our parents age and yes. that investment has to start now, now. if not mm-hmm. earlier. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. The way like that I global warming. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But but also sidebar, go out on walks. Walking is one of the best things you can possibly do. There walking you go. is amazing. Walking is truly one of the best things you can do for your body. That's achievable. I can mm-hmm. go on a walk. That's achievable. That's and also achievable. for your mental health. Give give mm-hmm. yourself a break from don't even put listen to nothing. Don't put mm-hmm. a nothing. Mm-hmm. Go out on a walk, listen to the birds chirp. Yeah. You know? No kids. No, yeah, no kids. Like just I, have, I remembered what I was gonna ask unless you had a digression here, Catherine. Um I always have digressions, but I just wanna say thank you for that because mm-hmm. I think like for me, mental health has it's been a big it's been something that has been something I struggle with in my life and has been for a long time. And I know like in my, my rational mind is if you like move your body or exercise, like it will help you like it will. And there's like always this like blocker of Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like something that's like keeping me sad. I don't know, like keeping me like not wanting to do it. And I Mm -hmm. just like, I read something the other day that was, we say we would do anything for our kids, but Mm -hmm. we don't invest in our, in our bodies. I just read that too. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you, Oh, I can think about it like that. Yeah. And then maybe that will, if I position my head, like it's not for me because yeah. I haven't been able to self-motivate yet in yes. my life. But if I can like yes. motivate in a way that's for my kids, yes. then maybe that'll be it. Yes, absolutely. I really believe there people all move and work out and show up for different reasons. Totally. And we all have different motivations to be able to do the, do those things. I would tell my students all the time, 
there has to be an understanding of why you showed up here. Why, why are you here? Outside of, don't just look at the physical body and that I know there's, there's achievements and you want to feel, look, all these things a certain way. Yes, of course. But, but why are you here? Are you here because you want to show up as a better wife, husband, partner, mother, father, whatever it might be, aunt, uncle, you need friend, um, business partner. You want to make better decisions and react better. There's, there's so many different aspects as to why we choose to move, but understanding what it is and the root of it will definitely help you create these achievable habits that are like systems you put into play. And I've been really and very obsessed with Dr. Huberman, Huberman Labs podcast. Oh, okay. I don't know this. And down. He's I thought amazing. you were going to say Adam Grant for sure. I was like, oh, we're going to talk about Atomic. <laughs> As well. Yes. But Huberman is a professor up at Stanford and runs a few different labs and they're all really health and wellness based and creating a life of longevity and health and the systems to put in place to do so. And what I've been really trying to do is create systems that make your life easier than the next day. So tonight, before we go up to bed, I will put out all my vitamins on the kitchen island I will have my five-minute journal because that's been a practice I've been really devoted to. Awesome. Yes. Gratitude, right? So that's an amazing first step. Yeah, that feels good. That feels good. You Perspective. So, yeah, it's perspective. of like, yeah. And it gives you the prompts. What are you grateful for this morning? What, what are you looking forward to today? Three things. What's your mantra today? And then at the end of the day, two prompts. And it's... You know, what were the highlights of your day, essentially, and what did you learn today? And every single day, every morning, every night, it takes less than five minutes, to be honest. It's awesome. But creating those systems, right? You can do that. You can create a journal. You can take your, you know, you can take water. You, I put my coffee cup out next to the espresso machine. Catherine's taking notes, just saying, look at Catherine. Okay, I'm notes. watching. I'm watching. It's so good. <laughs> But I do feel like I'm in therapy and like this is a free therapy. <laughs> oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> no, but you're like setting yourself up that. to be successful the next day. Basically, yes. Right. And also because uh, I'll be honest, I'm a person. I've had a lot of conversations of expectations, standards, what all of these things mean. And I'm a person with like, oh, I've done all this prep. It's going to go this way and this and this and this and this is going to happen. And then if there's one hurdle that kind of pops into the day, it kind of ruffles my feathers a little bit. Yeah. So I know. Yeah, that's Catherine too. Like you guys are truly peas in a pot here. Yeah. I'm really feeling like we're very similar. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but So having some things that are just part of your system, like you yes. can count on those. You're, they're in your control. Yes, they're under your control and it all like feels achievable. 
Totally. You have, it has to feel achievable. If I was like, I'm going to sit down and meditate for 30 minutes, that doesn't feel achievable. No. So it's like, understand for some people, sure, that would definitely feel achievable. And that is amazing. For me, no. So it's understanding, maybe I can get there one day, but it's understanding what is needed to start your day right with the most ease and relaxation slash easing and movement because that has to be a priority. Like I can't stress enough how important movement is. It's literally everything. Don't stop moving. The achievable aspect of it is, I mean, I remember when Catherine will start the year, I'm going to work out for 30 minutes, five times a week. It's like, just get up and go for a walk and maybe you'll run a little bit. Maybe yeah. you won't, but like, or I mean, pre-COVID, it was like, I'm just going to go to the gym. Maybe I will spend 10 minutes on the elliptical and I'll leave. But the likelihood is that you're, those endorphins are going to start pumping. You're going to look around and you're going to jump on a machine. You're going to jump yeah. on this machine and this machine. They're going to hit the do some abs on the mat. Like I just, if you just put your running shoes on or put your walking shoes on and start moving likelihood of going beyond what you had maybe originally expected will happen. Okay. Wait, I want to, there's a couple of things. Sid, I want to know, so you work, you do your own workout before you start training people. Like, yes. Damn. Yes. So it doesn't follow up question is like, do you get tired? That's a follow up. <laughs> yes, to moving myself before I train and teach. Wow. Very important to me. And it it can be 20 minutes. It can yeah. be 38. I don't put a ton of pressure on what that means. Sometimes I'll be able to pop into a class because I'm always forever a student. It's very yeah, that's cool. Forever, forever. It's yeah. not all, all trainers and teachers should always be taking classes. I'm like a huge advocate for that. It also teaches you so much about what you, what's working cueing wise, how people are teaching or different, you know, elements or analogies you can take with you to bring into your own classes of like, Oh, or being inspired by certain types of movement. There's so much that you can learn from that. So that's a priority for me too. I do that a couple days a week, but I, I really do a lot of my own workouts. And of course, yes, I get tired. The minute it gets dark outside, I'm yeah. like, <clears throat> okay, good night. Like good night. I, Let's be real. This is past our bedtime, our collective bedtime. Yes, one hundred percent. This is past our collective bedtime, but it's a joyful, worth talk, it. We so appreciate it. Worth it. But, um, but yeah, Adrian, you guys, know. Know, my husband, oh, for for the listeners, oh, our social he, butterfly. Yes, our social butterfly. He can. He's so sweet. He gets so much energy from being around people and it's so inspiring for him. It's so, it, it's very, very sweet. I can hang half the time. Same. The other half I need to be. When quiet. you came into his life, Sydney, I was so relieved. <laughs> See, hopefully, so was hopefully I. I've, I've helped. <laughs> I mean, being his wingman for so long, I was so happy. Um, yeah. I mean, I love that he's like, I'm, I got, I got to go home tonight. I'm like, yeah, you do. Yeah. Yes. You do. Home tonight because yes. you have priorities. Yes. I love it. But talk about a guy who doesn't 
well, doesn't see like glass half full positive always who for a dude that doesn't necessarily move his bot as much as we all want him to. Yes. It's actually amazing. One of the, I, I was singing his praises on the fit on set last week because some of the team was asking me about Adrian and they were like, we need to meet him. And oh my God. Just like, how can anyone be positive like you? I'm like, like you oh never met God. my husband. He walks on clouds and like poops he rainbows. Does. Like love it. He really does. He does. And he's also been through a lot of life right. too. And really he val he values every single day. Genuinely. So cool. And when he walks through the door, something that I think is such a great attribute, you know, because oftentimes you'll come home from a day or, you know, I'm working for my studio mostly, but then on set sometimes and he'll come home because he works at the office and he's like, no matter what, when I get home, we're going to talk about the best parts of our day. We're never going to focus on the negative ever. It's not Aww. It's not something we're going to bring into our house. And it really does. I just, I, I think about the fact that he does that and it makes me so happy because totally. he genuinely means it. He's so kind and thoughtful and he could, he could literally be out and about bopping every night. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that I can't no, just like his, he does it at work too. So for for the listeners, for my mom, hey mom, um, Adrian mom. is is the founder of Jam Three and and made me partner a few years ago. And he ends every week at partner meeting with the best news of the week. So like that's just how he rolls. We all have to say what the best news of it is, and we don't then dwell on the crap. It's such a great way to start a meeting. Just yes. love it. I had one question, like one very specific question. You call yes. your, what I would call clients, students. Why? That's interesting. Just, is that a thing or is there a reason behind? Well, that's a great question. I think that when you're going and taking a class, you're a student. Yeah. You're learning. Mm-hmm. So no matter what class you're going into, you're going to take something away from it. When I go take a class, I'm a student. When I, you know, I, I always, and yes, they are clients at the same time, of course, too. But I, I like, I like the word student more than client. Client feels so, um, there's like a distant. Oh yeah. And like transactional. transactional. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas student is you get to show up and learn and and it's also really I always make it really fun there I also think too to go on to the fact of making something a habit and part of your system is that it has to be a type of movement that you want to show up and do it has to be something that's not like oh I have to go and box or uh, tonight we're lifting, you know, whatever else and doing my least favorite moves in boot camp. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. it could be something like, oh my gosh, oh, you know, bar makes me feel long and strong. And I feel so joyful 
while I'm doing it because the music is motivating or whatever it is. Like you have to like what you're doing. Start with something that you like, not with something that you deeply dislike. And you can get add that on later as you're, you know, evolving and growing and maybe you'll like it more after a certain point, but focus on the things that you enjoy first. So it doesn't feel so terrible. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm drawing a con- um, so our so Cal right now has a behavioral therapist at school. Yeah. And hopefully Catherine's okay with us disclosing that. But um he has preferred tasks and non-preferred tasks. Non-preferred being I'm don't really want to sit at a table and draw right now. Mm-hmm. I want to go play with my trucks. Yes. I want to watch those wheels turn. I want to stack mm-hmm. these things. And so it's really interesting like let they let them start in the the preferred tasks. And then we start to work towards enjoying or find some, some sort of joy out of those non-preferred tasks. And we're, let's, we're all human. So it's Mm -hmm. no surprise that toddlers feel the same way. It's kind of interesting. It is really interesting. We are all human and we all have tasks that we prefer and we don't, don't. you know, that's the, I feel like that's procrastination as it's at its finest. Oh, like, man. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do all, we were talking about this as we were having dinner before this. You were like, oh yeah. And Adrian was like, I'm definitely going to do all the small tasks. I'm getting stuff done, but I should be doing this thing. And it's like, it's, but, but that's all of us. We're all, you know, and, and how great to identify these things in kids at a young age and to be able to see these things that are working and not working and helping all children learn in different ways because we all learn information differently. Some of us like to hear it or see it or do it or whatever it is. And, um, and as we grow and evolve, I think that's the exciting thing about putting your habits in place. It is. All right. I wanted to ask you, I mean, look, you're, you're an on-camera fitness professional said, but you're a businesswoman. Yes. Can you. you share a little bit of like how, I mean, you're running your own business, you're doing your own marketing, you're doing your own PR more or less, you are producing yourself, you're creating the content, you're, so what is, like, what's a week look like for you? Okay, a week, so for the first 10 years of my career, it was an insane hustle. When, actually, when Adrian first met me, I was sleeping like four and a half hours a Oof. night. And I, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's not enough. No, no, <laughs> no. And I don't do well in little sleep, but I just had to, it's just fight or flight at that point. We were like, okay, I was up at 5 a.m. a lot of mornings. And then I would teach until 8 p.m. So talk about 10,000 hours. Like I've definitely yeah. had like. Yeah. 20,000. Like I've been yeah, doing your PhD. Yeah. I you put the PhD. work in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I was, I was actually chatting with my mom about this and she's like, you know, never complained. And it's true. I would complain that I'm tired. Yes. Sure, 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 sure. But I've always been so thankful that this is what I get to do. Mm. And it was a hustle. It was a huge hustle for many, many years running around the city, going from studio to studio. I mean, again, starting early in the morning, it was like a ton of driving. And then um, kind of before 
COVID, there was, there was a lot more happening digitally. I've done like a lot of digital shows and you name it, um, that I, I didn't mention at the beginning, but I did a lot of that and had partnerships and all, all of that. And that was great, but I kept putting my stuff out. I had my own YouTube channel for a while and, um, and my partnership company was BeFit at the time, which is Lionsgate, and they had a huge channel. And from that, and I seeing me on there, Fit On found me, and that happens actually right before I met my now husband Adrian, mm-hmm. and uh, and that has been such a great collaboration. So basically, a day or a week in the life is I teach um, not nearly as many live classes in person, but I do work with Equinox, and then I teach and run my own company, which is Sydney Benner Incorporated. My previous last name which I'll keep my company name, um, but my website will change. It is sydneybenner.fitness currently, but it will be sydneybelina.fitness soon to be. <laughs> um, nice. But we'll have a nice little redirect in there. Yeah, a little redirect. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. Exactly. Just haven't gotten quite to it yet. But um, I run, uh, I teach clients. I run my membership out of there. It's a monthly membership. And there's uh, live classes that anyone around the world can join. And then there's on-demand specific classes for that. So I have a library of, oh my gosh, probably 200, 250 classes on there because there's, you know, there, there were far more classes monthly, but now there's always six classes monthly and then live experience. So, um, and that's all run out of, what you all can see, yeah, not the listeners, my uh, my home studio. And then I go into set and work with FitOn. Um, yeah, tell us about that week because I've heard, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, it's intense. So anytime there's shoot weeks, it takes about, I would say, three weeks of prep. That's how I like to run things. I, um, I create... Depending on the shoot, if I'm shooting a course, it's 16 workouts I'm prepping for, and it's about three days of shooting, so it's really intense, plus social, all the social aspects, plus photos, all the workouts you're shooting. You know, you have to be, like, ready to go. Oh, yeah. Um, they, and you're talking back-to-back shoot yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. On camera, huffing and puffing. Well, you're not huffing and puffing, but I would be. Well, that's why I have to rehearse so much. About it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have to rehearse so much. And also that's why I always compare what I do because you are entertaining as well, right? Like you're hosting, yeah. you're entertaining. Yeah. And I like that aspect because I let things come up naturally. It should feel really fun and like motivational and also yeah. really honest. I want so, I, so is it scripted-ish? No, it's all, it's all my own workouts. And then I'm just, I am a one take wonder kind of gal. Love it. I like really, I don't, I don't like wasting anyone's time, including myself. (laughs) Like I like, like, let's go in, let's do it. Let's get it done. Um, and so to be that efficient, you would make a great producer. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, no, no fuss. Like 
you get in there, if you know that there might be some issues with that microphone or with that light or right. whatever it is, you've got to get in there two hours early. This is what I'm talking about. You've got to create these systems. You know, you'll feel better having done all of that, right? So True. I'm very much on it about that. Um, and they're really my favorite weeks. I, Adrian knows I get obviously nervous before and because you want it to go smooth. And, um, but I've loved working for this company and I've worked with so many other companies and I continue to work, um, with Equinox doing a lot of their, uh, larger events. And so that's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really wonderful as well. But so every week is a little bit different, but there's always a lot. I spend a lot of time in here training. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Okay. I want to ask one more thing just about like you're an athlete and your body is also your livelihood. Have you ever been injured? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very, it was very difficult mentally. Um, I got injured at one of my events. So I was producing, uh, one of my flight events, which was taking place at a club in downtown LA exchange, which is still there. It's actually a really beautiful club. It's the original Los Angeles stock exchange that was turned into a dance club back in the nineties. That's cool. The name makes so much sense. Lots of memories there for some people, I'm sure. I, yes. Actually, they're foggy memories, but. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's such a stunning club. It's actually where I shot my flight DVD. That's cool. Yeah, it like aged myself. Yeah, yeah. I have a DVD player and so many DVDs, so I will take them. Thank you. Okay, deal. I have to locate. I have to locate this flight DVD. Well, I'll purchase them. Don't worry. There are elements of it that you can find on, uh, on BeFit, the BeFit YouTube channel. (laughs) Okay. Oh, we're going to go down a rabbit hole. This is going to be my next rabbit hole. I can't. Yes. But so during the LA Fit Expo, it was a huge event we were doing. We were doing two massive events to showcase my program and we had hired buses to bus people over from the LA Fit Expo, which is at the Los Angeles Convention Center, to Exchange, which was maybe a half a mile, a mile away. Okay. So lots of press there, lots of talk around this event. And five minutes before the doors opened, we were getting ready. I was rehearsing. I was walking down the stairs from the stage just to the floor. And I was like kind of running down and I tripped off a step and I landed directly on my right ankle. And within minutes, it was swollen, massive. I was like, oh my gosh. I go, oh no, my ankle, my ankle. Thank goodness my mom was there. My business partner at the time, Brooke, was there. And shout out to Brooke. We were business partners for years. She moved to Florida. She's wonderful. But so she, they, they grabbed ice. They put me in a wheelchair. They're like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I have to teach this class. Oh, damn. Terry Strug. So I know. Exactly. Mindset of a champion. I had... One of my assistants on stage 
doing all of the movement. And when you're mirroring your class straight on, there's no mirrors, right? Like I'm facing them on the stage. You're cueing um, opposite of what you're doing. Yeah. That's bonkers. Yeah. So I was cueing for both. I'd be like, Nicole left and you know, everyone else, right. And it ended up getting really well reviewed. I had my leg up and I sitting in a wheelchair, the whole thing. Like you can't imagine. I feel like at the time, I feel like, um, who is the lead singer of the Foo Fighters? Dave. Oh yeah. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. He, something happened with him during that time too. And he still went on stage and like limped around. I and, said, and it was like this I kind of remember this. Yeah. And, and there I am. I was only able to teach one of them because my ankle had gotten so big. It was terrifying. And I'm getting wheeled down the street in my wheelchair after seeing my friends that are walking into the next event. I'm like, you guys, I'm so sorry. You know, students and whatever. I'm like, I'm on my way to the hospital. They're like, what? I'm like, I know. I tripped off a step. It's fine. I just, I have to go to Cedars. So my mom. Shout out to Cedars. Shout out to Cedars. Cedars. They actually fast-tracked me because it was such a scare. Yeah, it was massive. I was like, oh, my God. How long were you out? It was supposed to be six months. It was actually supposed to be a year. Because what had happened is my ligaments tore in half. Holy smokes. Yeah, Yeah, it's gnarly. And, and you know, with ligaments, they never mend. So, essentially, your tissue that's built around the ligament, which is not really – limber. Uh, you have to do so much physical therapy and work Mm -hmm. in order to allow the same mobility or close to the same mobility that you had. Oh my gosh. I watched this happen to my sister. You did? I watched her, I watched her tear the ligaments in her ankle. I'm sorry. I should put a trigger warning on this at gymnastics doing a back. Anyway. Memories for life. I didn't know this. Oh, yes. I watched it happen. She did a backflip onto something, landed wrong, was on the ground, whatever. Um, ended up tearing the ligaments in her ankle. So the fact that you did that and then sat in a wheelchair and taught a class pretty, blows my fucking mind. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, <laughs> she was she was like 11 or 12, so like maybe like different, a little different. Yeah. Her business wasn't a class that we were like at practice, but I watched that happen, and I'm like, wow, I can't imagine. Yeah, the fact that you did that is like, oh my god, that's incredible for yeah. anyone listening to this. That is insane. It's pretty insane. That's insane. It's pretty insane, <laughs> but I was like, I have to show up. Like this is like there was so much oh put into this. Yeah. I didn't, you know, if it were different stories and like I passed out, whatever it was, but I was like, I can do one class. I got to do this. I've got to do this. Like, I feel like I had a great kind of like motivation cheer team around me. Like you've got this. And I did. And, um, it was a long night in the ER, but at least it never required surgery. It was just a ton of of PT, shout out to Trish, my sports therapist, who is the jam. I wish she was still in LA. Uh, Trish Smith, she is amazing. If you do Wim Hof method, she's Wim Hof's right hand. She's the best of the best. She is magic when it comes to healing the body. So I feel really fortunate 
that I, I worked with Trish starting two weeks after my injury. And she was like, don't worry, I'm going to have you walk. You're going to walk by the end of this session today. You're going to do it. And I was walking and it was not easy. It was a long journey, but it was still faster than what most people um, I feel like do. Physical therapy is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. Like it's so easy to just give up on these like little micro exercises. Cause you're just like, Oh, what am I, what I know it's the time. Right. Yeah. But somebody who gets it and gets the body and then needs their body. Yeah. It's literally everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A good physical therapist is worth their it's weight. Also gold. that too. Yeah. Yes. Because they're motivating and they're your cheerleader as well. Yes. And it was like, it was like two hour sessions, like three oh days God. a week. Yeah, it was really, really intense. And in the best way, like I, it kept me sane. I made sure that I was like still working out my upper body and doing what I could. It was, it was tough on my mental health for sure. Yeah, It was like a really, really hard moment being injured. I think for any athlete or, you know, active human that, you know, puts you know, a lot of time into the physical health and the action of it. It's hard when that happens. So yeah, of course, like, you know, I was listening to a a podcast with Tony Hawk and he was talking about how he like shattered his femur and which is so gnarly and what that's like, you know, and his, you know, He's the best supporter in the world. And you're like, okay, well, you're out for a long time. It's hard on your mental health. I can't imagine. If I have even a cold and I can't go for a run for a few days, I feel crazy. So I can only imagine if that's like like you literally your whole – yeah. I mean, that's that's wild. For sure. Oh, um, okay. Sid, we have a rapid fire. Okay. For you. Okay. Okay. I'm – I combined a question because it was Catherine's idea. She's the producer. So um, I calories in calories out. So obviously I was also curious about your diet, but I want to be bad about it. I want to know where do you splurge on from a calorie perspective? Like what's your splurge meal? Do you have a cheat meal or is there, do you not believe in that? Or I don't know what's your, I don't know, craving. So I have, a sensitive stomach. So I have to be pretty particular about what I put in my body in general, but we have so much in common uh, that gut health, lots of, lots of stuff, lots of stuff happening, but I love French fries, particularly sweet Mm. potato fries with like a ranch dip. That's the jam. Yes. Those 100, like I haven't had that in a while actually. And that sounds so delicious. I love all things savory. I'm not huge okay. on treats unless yeah. it's hormonally. I'm feeling like I need I my chocolate, but in general, chips and guac, sweet potato fries. Um, those are like, you had Krispy Kremes at your wedding. Yes. In memory. Yes. In memory, because my dad and I, my dad has, he passed away when I was, uh, I had just turned 14 years old 
from cancer. And every Sunday growing up, we went to go get donuts. That was like our thing. And then we go hang out at my grandma's house and my mom got a day off from all of her crazy kids. Totally. <laughs> Catherine ate three of those donuts at your wedding. Oh, yes. I Thank ate you. A lot of them. That makes me so happy. No, I, <laughs> I do love a donut, but I am just, it's only when I'm craving treats like yeah it's not not often it's not often I really if you the issue is is if there were bags of chips okay got pantry, you got it then I would eat the entire bag of chips yeah yeah no I hear you that's that's probably more Catherine than me I'm I'm sweet tooth Sally over here okay okay yeah got it yeah so it's all things for me all things savory chips fries that's Chips and fries. Okay. Yeah. Rapid fire continued. See, they're not that rapid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what What do you <laughs> think is the most, uh, what is the biggest misconception about you being kind of a public figure? I think people don't think it's real. Like they, they think that yeah. my. I can attest it's fucking real. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, I've gotten that before. I've actually gotten that from a boss before. Um, from, I think people just assume like, oh, she's happy. Everything's like just right all the time, all these things. And they don't know the full story or, you know, people make assumptions and that's fine. Like not everyone has to like everyone. It's totally fine. But that is a, a really incorrect, um, notion on who I am as a person. I, I genuinely am. Uh, I lean very happy. I'm honest. I'm not necessarily, I, of course you want people to like you, but I'm not necessarily a people pleaser. I'm pretty totally. honest and uh, down to earth. Um, yeah. I, I love how you're sharing kind of like behind the scenes vulnerability uh, yeah. on your, on your social channels more. It, it's because I know you and it's, yeah. it, and it, it's just, you are, glass half full and positive, even despite some things in your own life that you've had to go through. And it's a disposition that is not on camera. It's off camera too. And I think that's pretty cool. Thank you. That's really meaningful that you said. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Speaking of on camera, trashy TV. Do you have a trashy TV go-to? Oh my gosh. Listen, I used to like love trashy TV. And then Adrian was like, oh, no. He's a gamer. Let's. I know. He's a gamer. So I should 100%. So let let me think. Trashy TV. Yes. Let me think of what what I'm liking now. See, I wouldn't say anything right now is trashy. I have okay, shows. That's fair. I, that I have shows I am obsessed with. I am forever a Larry David fan. I'm obsessed with him. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Can't get enough. Like he, every episode, I'm like, this is just. I want to find him. I want to just find him in Los Angeles when he's shooting. Yes, I know. He's oh, he is such a treat. It's Curb Your Enthusiasm is the jam. I love what we do in the shadows. Um, So funny. It's set up like, um, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of how you describe filming and camera work, but 
it's set up like the office, but it's vampires that are based in Stanton Island. Okay. So they like break the fourth wall. Yeah, they break the fourth wall. Okay. And it's a comedy and it is so good. It's a must watch. What we do in the shadows, it's a must. Succession, can't wait for it to come back out. That show is on our list. So good. You have to give it like three episodes in. So just I think that's that. about we've done two. So we just got to keep going. You got to keep going. It is so good. Um, uh, only murders in the building. We are we are can't be fans of that. So totally. good. That's an excellent totally. one. Um, Have you watched Abbott Elementary? No. Oh, highly recommend. Speaking of breaking the highly wall, recommend. I think you set up really like, like the it. office, but set in uh, elementary school. Um, with Phil in Philadelphia. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Okay. I'm going Abbott elementary. Abbott elementary. I'm going to put it on the list. Yeah. It streams on Hulu. So it's like a cable show. Great. A primetime show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm in, but those are, those are my recos. Okay. All right. Stars. They're just like us, Sid. Yeah. (laughs) Do you do your own grocery shopping? Do you clean your own house? Yeah. Yes. And yes, I have, uh, I do, I do my own grocery shopping. I'm the shopper of the house. Okay. Um, my dear husband does not cook, although he can make it. He does grill. Huh? He grills? Oh, yes. You know what? Yes. And we're starting to do recipes together and that's That's cute. He, he makes a mean bacon and egg. Oof, there you go. Okay. There you go. Eggs are hard. Eggs are hard. I would argue bacon's hard. It is perfect eggs. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and uh, so, yes, do all my own grocery shopping. And I have an amazing housekeeper who I love dearly. And Can she- we have her number? What? Can we have her number? Yes. Yes. Send her our way. Yes. I love her so much. And she comes every two weeks. So not okay. like the crazy yeah. amount. See, I'm a little, I love when we get our house cleaned, but I'm also like, nobody can clean my house like I can. Oh, it, that's But impressive. I feel like I'm in a place where I sh- shouldn't have to, and that's a total privilege. Yes. You know, but yes. also I'm anal. I'm crazy about it. Do you do like the corners of like the window and like get yeah. in there? like the Yeah. And I show boards. Jay how to do it so he can do it. I'll, yeah. I'll, he'll so. also help me. Teach him young. It's a cutty trait. Wow. Because yeah. Catherine will say like, oh, I vacuumed, honey. And I'm like, no, you didn't. I I love you. And and then I will give you a lot of credit right now. You have gotten really good at cleaning dishes because I don't have to re-clean them. Yes. Growth. Personal she growth. sometimes the bottom. Dishes. I'll put like a, a podcast on and like after Jordan goes to bed and I'll like do all the, the dishes. Gift. Oh my God. When she wakes up in the morning, she doesn't have to worry about it. It's so nice. Dishes are and a bit of a nightmare. And laundry. You know, I feel like it's just laundry. It just never, I mean, it never ends. I could do it. I could do it all day, but I don't want to fold any. Uh, it's the folding. I am right there with you. It's the putting away and folding. You're like, oh, yes. gosh. Oh, I yeah. hate it. I hate it. Yes. All right. Last question. Yes. And I already know the answer, but bucket hats. Yes or no? Yes. And what's going on with the bucket hats? So, okay. How many do you have? Go in the other room and I could grab a few and we could do a fashion show. (laughs) How many do you have? I didn't know this was a thing. Oh, it's a thing. And it drives my husband crazy. 
<laughs> okay. Why do you, why do you love why do you love them and why does he hate them? Why do I what? Why do you love them and why does he hate them? Okay, so here's the thing. I had a friend in high school. Shout out to Alini. Okay. She's well. I haven't talked to her in many, many years, but I hope she's well. She was the sweetest. She moved here from Brazil. And she knit me a bucket hat in high school. A knitted, a knitted bucket hat. Yes. In Orange County. Yes. Hot. Hot. But also it was really cute. And it's I also wore hot. it. Yeah. And I wore it and I it, a lot. And she was so cute, like such a surfer girl. And she would crochet all these things. And I just thought it was the sweetest thing. I, I've never forgotten that she made me that beautiful. It was like a white and pink bucket hat. And then they went out of style. And then yeah, Blossom got canceled. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's it. Um, but, but then they started trickling back in and age and I were kind of making fun of them. And we have this picture. I actually just saw it on our Google photos uh-huh. in our kitchen and I was like, oh my God, that's Age and I wearing these like silly bucket hats and we were making fun of them because they were hideous bucket hats. It was when we were in Uruguay. And then I got like a, a larger bucket hat. I was like, oh, this is great for like morning walks, like really sure. protecting my skin it's and my whole face. Functional. Functional. But it was also cute. I, I mean, I yeah. got lots of comments, compliments on it. From many friends, but Adrian really did not like that hat. He's like, "Oh, are you going to wear that hat? Like, why are you wearing that hat?" I'm like, "I like this hat. I'm going to wear it." And then, and then we were in Italy over the summer, and I was like, oh "My gosh, it is so hot, and I don't have a hat. Let's just go into this little shop." And I tried on this bucket hat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a super cute one. He's like, you know what? That is cute. Oh. Yes. Yes. Okay. So my blue and white one he's into. Okay. And I was like, all right, this is good. And it's easy and it doesn't wrinkle. It's like so easy to travel with. It weighs nothing. And then, uh, let's see, a few weeks later, we were in Toronto. And I was in this very cool shop really interesting pieces all from Korea. Korea has great fashion by the way, South Korea Uh, shout out to South Korea. And they had this super cute black, like fluffy bucket hat. And I was like, Oh my God, I love this hat. So cute. That's the one I saw recently that I really, and he's like, awesome. What, what is that? (laughs) Oh, I really like that one. Thank you. I really like it too. So do most people, except for Adrian. And then I went to my mom and I love TJ Maxx. So yeah, we went to TJ Maxx because you can find some really great deals. Stuff. Yes. Get those deals. Uh-huh. You can get great stuff. And and we also really enjoy treasure hunting. And so anyway, I found this really cool, similar to the black one, but like a taupe colored hat. And I come home, he goes, Oh my god. He goes, another one? <laughs> so there are about five, including the crocheted. Yeah, but I don't think I have the crocheted one anymore. I just have, so I have like three. 
I have three bucket okay. hats. And then I have regular beanies, which I've been sporting a lot because it's cold. But yes. yeah, or toques. Toques. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, oh see, three is not a problem. Like three of something, that seems no, reasonable. I think that's fine. That seems reasonable. Because right. one's for sun and one's for winter. Listen, we're hat people, but... I don't have nearly as many hats as my husband. That's true. That's he true. He has so many hats. Yes. That's true. So He's many hats. He is. He wears many hats, both <laughs> figuratively and literally. Totally. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Sid. Um, for marketing purposes, if there is a picture yes. of you in your wheelchair, oh, do you think you have one? Send it to us. I don't know if I have one anymore because I think my photos only go back to, I could look. Yeah. If you, yeah, have, yeah. One, if you have one. I'll look. Oh my gosh. This was so informative one. Oh, good. And <laughs> I feel like we didn't even talk like sports question mark. Yeah, totally. This is we're, all sports. Okay. Oh. What's your favorite sport? What's your favorite sport? <laughs> That's true. Oh, what's my favorite sport? Sure. Um, basketball is the most entertaining. Yeah, it is. I'm with there you. There you go. That. Okay. Yeah. No, like we see sport as like moving your body, like being active sport. and dedicated to something. All the tenets that you learn in sport and this sure. type of thing is, I think, discipline and yeah, it is. You know, hard work paying off and seeing results. And yes, I think it's all intertwined. It is. It's, all a, mental, it's a mental thing more than anything else. Yeah, it is. All of it. Because you don't show up if you're not mentally in the mindset to do so. You have yeah. to, you know. I mean, it's a lot of work. About mental toughness and, and yeah. resilience as much as we would about, you know, shrinking and or falling kneecaps. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> We're not going to let that happen. So walking starts tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now I have someone who's going to keep me accountable. There exactly. You go. No, seriously though. Um, we so appreciate your time. Oh my gosh. This is really you can fun. go to You can go to bed by 9.15. Oh my and... God. It's perfect. We're, well, we may have to watch Abbott Elementary. You should you gotta watch 20, an episode. 23 minutes. So yes. Oh, that's yes, doable. You can do it. Yes. <laughs> that's okay. one of those attainable goals. Yes, exactly. It's totally attainable. Oh my God. All right. We love you, Sid. Love you guys. Love you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it.